Hey, what's up, Idol Nation? I'm Lauren. And I'm Jory. And this is Idol, Idol Nation. Nation. We're getting it. <laughs> We're going to get there one day. <laughs> we got it. Okay, we had an exciting week. We did. We had a lot of research going on to prepare for this episode, talking about misunderstood artists and their fandoms. Yes. And we both took on each other's, I don't know if Taylor's your favorite artist, but Dave is mine. Taylor is mine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was overwhelmed by the amount of information that I found about Taylor, and I actually told Dory at the beginning of this that I think we could do like an eight-week uh, series on Taylor, and even she was like, that's freaking crazy. I mean, I love Taylor a lot, like too much sometimes, but I can't talk about her that that much. <laughs> I just like have shut myself off from learning anything about her for so long because I just assumed she was like an annoying pop artist. That I had no idea there were all these weird tunnels you could go down. I like have a Google Doc full of like three pages of notes. And I didn't even do that much research. I basically just listened to her album for like, we were just to do, we were both supposed to listen to each other's artists for two hours a day. Is that what we said? I don't know. I mean, I think so. But did you like follow through with doing two hours a day? I listened to Taylor every time that I had an opportunity to listen to music. Like I listened to no other music. And I did listen to, like, some podcasts to relieve my sanity. But, like, then I started I, – I, I couldn't figure out what my favorite song was because they were all good. And then I was annoyed, but then also happy. It was just, like, an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, so for me, personally, during my experience with this, I – it was hard because as a Taylor fan, Taylor's album just came out. So I was listening to yeah. that. And then I also had my Dave Matthews homework. So I had to, like, okay, I have to allot some time for Dave. So I took, like, 30 minutes – like every couple of days and did it because I think we did this over maybe five six days can't exactly yeah. recall but yeah um that was just really hard for me <laughs> I know and Dave I feel like Dave is harder to get into unless you started at a younger age because like his music isn't as poppy or as catchy it's definitely I think it's like more of an acquired taste because Taylor has so many different genres that she steps into it's probably easier for me to relate right um but I did like what I heard from Dave. I will admit Yay! that. Yeah. Will I say I'm a fan? I don't know, just because it's still so soon and so green. But, you know, if they ever came up on my Spotify shuffle, shuffle, wow, um, I wouldn't skip them. <laughs> well, I think that's a plus. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay, so how should we get into this? Should we talk about, like, I have, like, a lot of bullets, so I don't even really know where to start. Okay, um, should we start, since you seem to have all these bolts? I mean, I do too, but we can jump right in with Taylor if you want. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the first bullet on my list is, love that it, okay. so I mean, I also was lucky enough to have a whole documentary to watch to learn about Taylor. Right. Um, and that definitely helped. I feel like if I would have listened to her music before watching the documentary, I would not have connected with it as much. Oh, but because I have the end. Yeah, because I still think a lot of her poppy stuff is, like, kind of annoying. No offense to Taylor and all those Swifties out there. But, like, seeing who she was and getting to know that she was actually funny and passionate about stuff. We ha we also have a live audience member, by the way, our first live audience member. She's dying. She she's drinking straight <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. Uh, which is another thing we want to talk about, Taylor. She always references alcohol in her songs, and I want to ask if she actually drinks that much besides wine. I have a few notes about that. But really yeah. quickly... 
if I wouldn't have watched that documentary first, I don't think I would have been into her music, but because I learned that she's passionate about stuff, as you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. and has gone through real life experiences, I was able to connect with her music a lot more. And then obviously she released the album Folklore this week that has like Bon Iver and it's like way more tailored to my taste. So it was like perfect, a perfect segue for me. Right. It really is just such a good, well-produced, well-written album from her. And it's just such a departure, too, because for me, I am not as big of a fan as Taylor's pop stuff. I was somebody who grew up listening to her country stuff and her more, I guess, the slower songs on, like, the Red album that are more personal. Um, The poppy stuff was not for me. Like, I didn't really like the last album, Lover. Um, didn't really resonate with it. The album before that, the lyrics were good, but the music wasn't always there for me. So I definitely get what you mean. Like the pop stuff doesn't always work for you because I feel the exact same way. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um. So the very first bullet I have on my list is mm-hmm. love that it starts with cats, and like <laughs> throughout the this says I love cats. One of the things that I have written down was like. I think she maybe took Cats too far being in the film Cats, which has only received weird reviews. So like one of that the craziest movies. Truly. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but She's like for like five minutes though. So <laughs> I'm obsessed that she also loves cats. Like that really helped me connect with her. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, she's a cat lady. She's a baker. Like what else? And like also, we can all understand like living for the approval of others, especially in this like social media age. Mm-hmm. Like I felt insecurities for those of you who don't know, which is like essentially everyone listening to this. I've been trying to run like a fundraiser at the same time as this for Habitat for Humanity, and when people don't turn into the personal segments that I am run that I'm performing, even though we've raised like eighty five hundred dollars, I still feel insecure about it, and like I still feel insecure right. if I post a picture and it doesn't get like all like however many likes. But can you imagine, like, working your entire life, finally getting, like, an award that you wanted, and then fucking, this is an explicit podcast now, and then (laughs) effing Kanye, like, rips it out of your hands? Like, even Obama called him, like, an a-hole. Yeah, he called him an asshole, yeah. Um, But, you know, for that moment, it was a very weird moment, because she was definitely, like, on the rise when she was getting that VMA, and then Kanye came off out of nowhere and, like, stole that moment from her. And anybody would have felt the way she did. I think she handled it pretty well at that time. She wasn't bashing him. She was like, I actually was a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. And then she wrote a song about him forgiving him. He wrote a song forgiving her. And then they became friends. And then they had that other drama, which is like a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Which I actually don't know about. And we could talk uh, about a different... How can I cut this down briefly? So after they became good, he put out a song called famous and he basically said um i feel like me and taylor might still have sex i made that be famous and she was like nobody should be able to you know take away your whatever um she said that in acceptance speech something like whatever i can't remember the exact words and then he basically had not he but kim kardashian his wife leaked audio from a conversation over phone that he had with Taylor basically saying, oh yeah, like, thanks for asking for my approval. But then like this past year, like the full audio leaked and showed that like he didn't fully get the approval on everything. So basically that's what the feud is. 
So did they apologize to each other in real no. life, like the phone call? No. <laughs> okay. Just feuding. <laughs> That's crazy. Like I did, I did a message like five friends about their thoughts on Taylor Swift because I have a mm-hmm. lot of friends that are fans, but even only only one of them admitted that they were an actual Swifty. Mm-hmm. And they brought up the like the new Kardashian drama, but I didn't have time to look it up. So thank you for letting <laughs> me know what that was. Um, I did try to listen to a Taylor Swift podcast. The two girls oh. that were leading it um, really annoyed me, so it was like so hard for me to get through. But I, I kept, <laughs> but I kept hearing them talk about Easter eggs, and I was like, is this just like a term that like they use about like something that Taylor does? But then I found yeah. out it's a real thing, and I it saw is- it right. Mm-hmm. I watched it like an Ellen thing. I watched an Ellen episode. And then on the Ellen episode, she mentioned something about Rhode Island. And I think that was actually an Easter egg. And I put them on the Easter egg. And I was like, am I a Swifty? Like, and the only <laughs> reason I knew about it was because I think she owns a house in Rhode Island. She does. Yeah. So I was like, I'm ba- I'm getting it. And then when I, and then I was thinking like, I didn't have a lot of time to do research, but when I did, I went hard. Then I was like, is she manipulating us and like hypnotizing us, like forcing us to think about her all the time? Like figuring out. I love this though. Like her fans are so, so dedicated. Like I'm not always looking for the Easter eggs. Like, but she'll have, so normally when she puts out an album, she'll do these secret listening sessions and she'll invite fans inside her home, bake for them, perform the whole album for them. And then they get to hear all these clues and some fans might leak it online and be like, oh, we heard this thing, we heard that thing, but they're not really supposed to do that. Um, and then the music actually comes out and you know, people are searching to see, ooh, is she talking about this ex? Is she talking about this friend or this feud or this thing? You know, it's really interesting how involved the fandom gets. It's really crazy because mm-hmm. she's the one controlling us, her Swifties. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> It's it's cool. And she kind of referenced in the documentary that she didn't have anyone to call and be excited with or like confide in during different times. But yet right. she has millions of people who are trying to like hang on every word that she says, thinking she's giving mm-hmm. subtle clues to bring them closer. So it's just like right. I thought that to dive into that one line I thought was weird because I was like, wait, what about your album collaborators? What about your boyfriend? What about Selena Gomez? Yeah. Actually, I don't really know what's going on with her and Selena. They seem like they're in a weird space right now, to be honest. But that's a whole yeah. other topic for another day. Yeah, <laughs> that's above me. I didn't dive into that yet. The only <laughs> few things that I have left to say are I watched this 73 question thing that Vogue did with her. Mm-hmm. And I thought that on a side note, maybe we could have a bonus episode where we do that to each other so that we can get to know each other. And like that's the audience cute. Gets to know us too. Yeah, I, I think that. that's really cute. Um, <laughs> thank you, Vogue, for coming up with this idea. Um, okay, so she always references alcohol in, like, almost every other song that I hear. But when I think about her, I don't think about her drinking that much. And yeah, mm-hmm. when Vogue said, ask her a question, what's your favorite drink? She said, vodka and Diet Coke, which is disgusting. Like, the only reason that I would ever get that at a bar is because I didn't want to have a lot of calories, but I needed a little caffeine. <laughs> but not too much, like a Red Bull vodka. So I'm like, why are you with why would you ever like why would you ever order that well i mean it doesn't surprise me like her interest in drinking obviously because she's you know kind she's our age essentially she's 30 um but um she didn't always talk about drinking her music that kind of came up more like in the reputation phase of her era of music 
and obviously in Lover and then in this new album, obviously, too. Um, but I like that she talks about it because for a long time, it just felt like she was like sheltering different parts of her right. lives. And I get that. Like, it's not not everything is for us to know. And like, I feel like that's the issue with fans. Sometimes they get too invested and they want to know every little detail, but it's not for us all the time. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I also felt comfort. I felt comforted by like, I want her to drink as much as I think that she says she does in her songs. <laughs> so like, cause that makes me feel more normal. And like, she seemed so pure before I saw this documentary. Right. And I still think that she is, but like, I just hope that she has fun too. Yeah. The last few I'll say mm-hmm. is also in that Vogue 73 questions thing. She said one thing she like can't live without is her antibacterial hand spray. And that sometimes when she goes to the bathroom with her friends, they didn't want to wait in line for the bathroom. So they just sprayed their hands with the spray. Taylor, we are learning that you need to wash your hands for 20 seconds at least. And maybe <laughs> have the spray at the end. So you didn't know. None of us knew. But now we there do. There was a time when I didn't be, I would just kind of turn the water on and like toss my hands underneath. So like people would think I was washing my hands. We've all been there. But like. I'm sure you would drinking like in the past and I'd be out at a bar. It's like, okay, we're just going to flirt with the water. Yeah. It's like, I'm clean. Okay. (laughs) Two more sites, two more things. Yes. I've heard the word cardigan and multiple of her songs. Yeah. He referenced it in folklore, but I heard it again in a different album. Was it the on one the, where the like, cardigan is tossed beneath the bed, like an old cardigan? Well, that's the cardigan song. <laughs> okay, well, there's another one. I like in the past, another... maybe it was like on like Red or 1989 album. I don't know. I don't either because I just had like this is Taylor playing on a loop. I mean, but... I'm, a, I'm a diehard fan, like, but I can't remember that exactly right now. But I have a familiarity of what you're talking about. Um, I just don't like how cardigans look on me, so I'm, like, weird that she referenced this in, like, two songs. Well, yeah, her um, new music video for Cardigan, the new song, like, she's wearing the cardigan um, that she's talking about or whatever, and it's now available on her website, and yes, I did buy it. <laughs> you bought it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was a good deal, though. It was only $49, and it came with the album. So I'm like, that's okay, a that's good crazy. bundle. And that's totally a good deal. Yeah. And it's a cute cardigan. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get it. Um, but it's not going to come for eight to 10 weeks because everyone's buying one. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave Matthews is selling um, posters of his concerts that are only his old concerts that are streaming live into our living rooms. And he's still selling posters for them. Yeah. So I saw he's doing play. something tonight, right? Yeah. Every Wednesday of quarantine. Okay. I got a few more things to say about Taylor. And, then like, that so much to say. <laughs> uh, and I would talk about this a lot. So I asked friends about like a controversy that I might not know about. And someone brought up the Kaler slash Gaylor. Is Taylor queer potentially with multiple unconfirmed girlfriends beards over the years with the biggest one being Carly Kloss. So many people are talking about Kaylor right now with folklore. So it's very easy to look up info into it, which I did not. Um, So I've kind of heard that rumor a lot on those gossip blogs, not like a, like a TMZ kind of gossip site, but like those like deep, you have to like really search for it, gossip blogs. Um, like I use, like not I use, but like I read this site called Exposing SMG and they talk about different celebrities and sometimes Taylor comes up and they did mention that um, alleged affair between Taylor and Carly Claus. And there was a weird point where like Taylor and Carly were seemingly kissing in a picture at a concert. Like somebody like 
snapped a picture of them that looked like they were kissing, but I'm not entirely sure if they were or not. Who is Carly Kloss? She is a Victoria's Secret model. Um, Yeah, she um, actually is married to um, Joshua Kushner, who is Jared Kushner's brother. Um, my Weird. friend actually works at Carly Claus's coding company, so she has this company. Wait, hold on. I can... hmm? Okay, sorry, you broke up a little bit. Oh, okay. So Carly has this coding company, um, and my friend is actually she she works for Carly Claus, and so Carly's her boss, and they do stuff together. So, <laughs> but we gotta get the inside scoop. I mean, I don't have that much inside scoop because they're not like that close. But my friend is friends with Carly's sister. Um, but she's not going to give me kind of scoop because she's not like that close to Carly. It's so crazy that Taylor is like two people removed from Jared Kushner. Right. When Donald Trump decreased her liking of her by 25% when she did whatever she did. Okay. The last thing I will say, the folklore album, I really like it. It's, it was such a good way to introduce me to Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I ended up relating everyone that I asked, even before I sent out this questionnaire, they always said like they can relate to like Taylor's music throughout like their lives. Right. As her music changed, so did they. And I had just recently got out of this weird, ambiguous relationship type thing. So like a lot of her music is about that. And I feel like the folklore album really resonated with that. And also <laughs> I weirdly like the reputation album, which made me right. feel kind of strange because I felt like it made me feel like an angsty teen. It's but I still pop. I liked it though. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been an interesting week. I wish I could have devoted more time to it. Um, one thing from my friend who is like the person that provided the most information on Taylor about folklore. Um, she said she loves folklore. My favorite song is probably the one sounds like a single to me. I love Betty because one, it sounds pretty gay and two calls back to her fearless roots. <laughs> So it kind of does. <laughs> um, I really do love folklore too. Um, I think it's a very different album for her, but um, it still kind of reminds me of some of her older songs. Um, like, um, what is that song she did for the Hunger Games soundtrack? It's called Safe and Sound. Is that I was seeing a lot of people who aren't necessarily normally Swifty fans or even music journalists and reviewers. They were saying, wow, Taylor finally put out a masterpiece. And wow, I'm not like normally a fan, but I love this. And I'm just like, that kind of, annoying me only because Taylor's always been such a good songwriter and that's not anything that's new like if you really listen to her music and you listen to her lyrics like she's so good and in my opinion this might be a bold statement but I do think she's one of the best songwriters the world has ever seen she's just so good at making you feel what she's feeling and, and like bring everything that you're thinking about and what's going on in your life into a song and just like perfectly executing that um there was this tweet actually from a journalist her name is jordan Cruciolo. oh my gosh i don't know how to say that name i'm so sorry to her um but she works at vulture and she summarized it so perfectly when she was saying um so just so we're clear taylor has always been this good a lot of you just didn't take her seriously until she sounded sad because somehow serious music is more valid art the songwriting the narrative agility literally her defining artistic traits since forever just the backhanded compliments she's getting today about her finally proving something when she's been beyond the need for many effing years is like just admit you think pop is low 
and quality representations of it are purely exceptions to a rule of mediocrity. That's the longest tweet I've ever heard. It was two tweets, but (laughs) I think that's legit. I mean, every person that I've asked said that they think that she's the best songwriter of of our time. They didn't say of like of all time, but of our time. And I agree because she had written like 150 songs before she was like 16 or something. And I think the reason I cut them down was because I just was like annoyed by her voice before I gave her a chance. And I have, I, I don't know. I appreciate it so much more. I think her voice has gotten better though. You know, like I think she trained it better. Um, because I think in the early days, I mean, obviously, I feel like a lot of artists, their voices get better over time, like even Beyonce, even Rihanna, um, like with her, I do understand. I feel like it can be not as appealing if you're listening to more of the poppy stuff, like 22, mm-hmm. like not one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Her voice can sound kind of whiny on that song and it's not like her voice yeah. is always whiny, but I think it's just the nature of the song. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. One last thing I want to say before we close out Taylor, and then I'd love to hear all of your thoughts if you have any left. Um, The podcast I was listening to referenced um, a Smash Mouth tweet, which they tweeted for lore for no reason. And the only reason I bring this up is because, well, first of all, I never get on Twitter. But second of all, there's only one band that I can say, I hate this band. Like, everyone likes them, and whenever they sing, I get really annoyed, and it's Smash Mouth. They're so, so the annoying. fact that they, like, and who is, like, what is Smash Mouth even doing with their lives right now? <laughs> so when Smash Mouth tweeted that, I was annoyed. I was like, go back to 2006, Smash Mouth, you're annoying me. Right. And I felt like a spooky. <clears throat> yeah. What's, what should we call it? <laughs> um, Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf actually tweeted like he seemingly tweeted about the whole thing he just said like f smash mouth and i said yes and i tweeted back at dell's like that's the tweet and he liked it i was like okay <laughs> this is the second time where lauren learned something who's teen wolf <laughs> teen wolf is a show <laughs> on mtv that had like tyler posey on it and all the little tween girls back in the day loved it it was like around the time when twilight was getting cool Okay. There is a similar for a different time. <laughs> Little age difference. We're only gonna this is the last time we'll reference the age difference. No, it's not. <laughs> I know. Is it Dave Matthews okay. time? Yes, baby. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm like so excited about this. I wasn't even prepared to learn. I was just like, I'm gonna show more the knowledge of Taylor. I mean you did, you see though. You did it. Well, I'll show you what I learned about Dave or what I think too. Um, so I was looking into stuff because I was trying to understand why people don't like them because that's kind of the general consensus I hear from a lot of people. Like you either love them or you hate them. I personally have always felt very indifferent about them as a band and about their music. And I couldn't tell you the name of their song prior to now or basically I was looking at Reddits. I was looking at any of those like question boards, different blogs, and a lot of the times I was seeing the word generic thrown around. And I was trying to understand why people thought that they were being generic as a band. And I, I'm still not entirely sure why they think that because like after listening to their music, I wouldn't say generic. I like 
that they incorporate different kinds of instruments and you know there's different layers to the, a lot of their songs and I could see myself I wouldn't probably pay to see them but if I happened <laughs> on to an opportunity where I had tickets and I was at a show like I can see myself enjoying their music live like I feel like a band like that is meant to be experienced and enjoyed live um definitely and that's when I was just like what are they talking about generic like are you actually listening to their music beyond like the one song <laughs> And I think that's I really appreciate to, that. I think that's a similar with Taylor Swift because they she gets labeled generic and basic a lot too. And it's like, are people listening to her music? So I don't know if people are really listening to Dave Matthews. Um, I saw one Thank person you. say though they were like they are jam acts without any jams. I'm like, okay, so you're clearly just not listening because I feel like there were some really good songs. Like I actually have a couple that I was liking. Um, I liked the stone i liked what was it called the pig crash into me which was like i didn't realize that was their song to be honest really i don't i was telling my mom i was like i thought that was sting because <laughs> you just like remember hearing it on like some contemporary music from like yeah. a childhood radio station right and that's why i was like oh yeah i think that's just sting that's what i've always associated with because like sting also kind of like his voice is kind of like mama la nah, to me yeah (laughs) Um, i think the age difference between us is actually gonna be really good because honestly dave is before my time he was Mm -hmm. they started playing two years after i was born and sting is also way before my time i don't even know when they started or if that's one person but like yeah people can resonate with both of us and like to hear you compare sting and dave matthews i feel like a lot of people are gonna like that in a fun way yeah and sting is in the police i believe I, I need to not say I believe like my mom would kill me because my mom loves Sting and the police so I can't I can't do that. <laughs> um, I your mom will be your like number one fact checker. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> oh god. Um, I didn't realize that the ants are mar- the ants marching song is like what that song is called. I, it's just always a song that I associate with them. The da da da. Like that's yeah. the only song I knew. I just know. Um, crazy. And I think that's what a, and I think that's what a lot of people are associating with generic because you're thinking oh a lot of their songs sound like that which a lot of them do sound like that and even spotify when i was mm-hmm. listening to ants marching they were like this is their signature sounds like in the notes i was like that's weird to say but okay um <laughs> but i thought that was interesting there was another quote oh i'm gonna pull it up right now because i put it in a google doc i was like let me come prepare today i saw something it was on a syracuse blog and they were calling the dave matthew band safe and they said, that's crazy. Right. And I was like, what do you mean by safe? I don't know what that means. But then they explained it as Dave Matthews band is far enough removed from mainstream pop to be considered interesting, but they're not quite as niche as and inaccessible as something like Neutral Milk Hotel. Um, they're a safe in between that lets people appear cool while still walking the musical middle. They're the Mitt Romney of jam bands, but the Barack Obama. Oh my god! I was like, "What does that mean?" (laughs) I like didn't understand that. (laughs) Neutral Milk Hotel. Like, I feel like I know two of their songs. Dave Matthews been around since 1989. Like, what the hell? How even compare? Like, how are you gonna compare them to that? Like when I said I did research, I did because I was like, I I don't understand what people don't like, and I'm like, I don't know what they mean by safe. Like, what is that for? I don't. That's what annoyed me because I'm like, what does that mean to be safe as an artist? I mean, I think I what I can assume that means is that 
they have a fan base that's so dedicated. Whatever they put out, we're going to support. Like, they've had, and I don't know if you're going to touch on this, but they've had band members out of the band. We've had a lot of transitions. We've Mm -hmm. had people, like, pass away, like, controversy. We've had to deal with things changing. And it's different with, like, Taylor. That's You're connecting to one person. You're devoted to that one person. With Dave, the whole band is the whole experience. Mm -hmm. You say Dave, you mean the whole band. Right. But, like, they're safe because we're dedicated Whatever they put out, we're going to support, you know? Yeah. And maybe? Well, I don't I know. I actually just thought about this. And maybe they mean safe in that they don't experiment too much outside of their current genre, you know? Which is, maybe. I, it's like rockish. I don't really know what to call it. It's not like alternative. It's rockish. I, like, I would call it like New Orleans rock, kind of. Because like, like, there's like yeah. a lot of soul and there's like a mm-hmm. lot of like brass and it's, yeah. it's really New Orleans-y but I don't know like, what that's jazzy called. sometimes what was that song was it Crush or something like that yeah that song is also really smooth some yeah I might say that's a sexual song oh, a little bit sorry <laughs> sorry moms but some have said this is a good song to make out to I've also thought about it this way, too, and I was thinking about, I was, like, writing, taking notes, and I was thinking about this in terms of just radio in general. So, obviously, like, Dave Matthews Band, they play on the radio, not, like, as much as maybe a Taylor or Beyonce, but my thing is, like, when they maybe say generic or safe, too, maybe they're saying, like, they're safe to be on the radio, but the thing is, like, a lot of artists release their weaker song from their albums and save the better ones for the actual album just because yeah. they need something to be good for radio play like the radio it's formulaic and it needs that's to kind of such a good, you know that's so, such a good observation but i think for the past mm-hmm. few dave albums he hasn't released anything to radio like i also have stopped listening to radio probably since like 2008 or something right. but like i'm pretty sure that dave hasn't tried to release anything to radio since like the, I don't even think the Drew Brooks King album. Like, yeah, I feel like he just doesn't. So that is safe. Like knowing that you don't have to do that. And yeah, Taylor I mean, could probably get by on that too. I mean, she didn't right. do any promo for this album. Yeah, she I just dropped it on the radio, and it yeah. sold like I think a million copies over the weekend. So that's impressive yeah. in itself. <laughs> Holy shit! But- We're seriously. I feel like so knowledgeable about pop culture right now. <laughs> I mean, we can literally talk about this all day, you know? Um, Oh, yeah, I was looking at that, the incident. You said there was controversy. I saw the 2004 incident with the um, twerk. The waste, the human waste dropped on a bunch of fans. That is insane. Like, can you imagine just standing and be like, oh, cool, we're just, we got to the concert, good times, good vibes, and you just have poop come down in you? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No. But first of all, who was it? Like, what tour bus was it coming out of? Not that that would matter, but... It was one of the band members. It wasn't, like, Dave specifically. It was someone from the band. I can't remember who. But I'm just like, that is, like, the craziest scenario. But I saw that they, like, they apologized after, and they, like, donated to some environmentalist organizations, which is good. Um, But, I mean, that was an accident. Well, actually, no. Was it on purpose? I don't think it was on purpose. Honestly, like, I was worried because I felt like Taylor's been open. Like, I saw in the documentary that Taylor was, like, open about her, like, passions and what she believes in. But Dave does that a lot, too. Like, Mm -hmm. he 
he spoke out openly like after the George Floyd like he he's been the person that's been like spearheading all these like COVID relief concerts mm-hmm. but he was someone that like spoke out about George Floyd and he even said on the thing he's like I don't know how this is going to be perceived I'm going to get any of this approved I'm just going to do it so I, I appreciate that Taylor and Dave both stick out for what they believe in mm-hmm. and I think that's like super important that's one of the reasons that I love Dave but yeah with the poop thing, I have to believe it was an accident because he cares about the environment. And, like, why would right. you just put spit out on the road? Yeah. I, you got to hope. I, I mean, like, yeah, I don't think people purposely just dump poop. Like that. I really but hope if, not. Yeah. But in terms of, like, talking about, like, their beliefs and being vocal about that, with Taylor, she wasn't always like that. Yeah. And that's a really interesting thing. And I think that it was mostly done because her people are basically like, we need you to be a certain way. Cause you have, she has a lot of fans that are Republicans. She has a lot of fans who are Democrats. Um, a lot of in between, but she probably had to keep silent. Cause they were like, we need to make sure your audience stays with you. But once she left country music, she's like, okay, well I'm going to do whatever I want now, basically. Yeah. And that's a question that I ask a lot. Like my five friends that are fans, mm-hmm. I was like, were you annoyed when she didn't speak her mind ahead of time, like back in the day, or did you not notice? And then do you think that artists should use their platforms to mm. share their like political opinions and what they believe in? And most, pretty much everyone was like, they're happy that she's for gay rights, especially now that they think she might be queer. Um, but also <laughs> like, it's not like, we don't want to hear everyone's political beliefs. So if someone wants to use their platform for that reason, they can, but also it's not their responsibility to sway the masses. Right. I think that Taylor has been pretty responsible about it. Like when she first spoke out for the first time about politics and was saying, I'm voting for these candidates and here's why the next day she caused a surge in people to register for voting, which is really cool. Like regardless of who you're voting for, voting is good, you know? Um, But yeah, it's complicated because you want people, your celebrities to, you know, speak out when something's wrong. But like you said, it, we don't need to hear every single opinion. And a lot of times celebrities don't necessarily think before they say, so they say something really stupid and then they find themselves getting canceled, quote unquote, on Twitter. <laughs> so it's all. Yeah. It is. And that is one controversy that I was talking about. And I was actually talking about a different one. And I didn't know if mm-hmm. you saw anything about Boyd Tinsley who's that so he was the violinist in dave and he was like a crucial member of the band and like up until i think two or three years ago he like they would jam out like he was just look him up boyton's like he's like amazing um segregation charges so he like they told him that he needed to leave the band and they replaced him with a buddy strong and i had seen probably like six Dave concerts with Buddy as the keyboardist replacing a violinist, which is like kind of hard to do. Like, like they sound different. Yeah. And the way that you jam on them is different. But then Buddy was, I think he might be from New Orleans. And I have the, like a few songs about New Orleans and they played one. And I was just like finally feeling it. And I was like, it works. Like it works. <laughs> and finally, can, I can accept Buddy. Like he's into it. And they were like jamming together. And then I was like, wait, Buddy's like kind of the youngest person in the band and also like kind of hot. Like maybe I finally could have a crush on someone in the band. So it worked out for me. Um, but it was hard. Like it's crazy when like one of your favorite bands also loses someone to like sexual allegation charges. Like you think it can never happen to someone that you care about. Even though this um, like sounds stupid, but like, I don't know. Dave's been through some shit. And then 
uh, Leroy Moore, who was the saxophonist, died four-wheeling accident in, like, 2008. Oh, God. So, like, they've been through a lot, and the band stuck together, and, like, we've all been there with them. Mm-hmm. So. Loyalty. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're safe. We've been through crap together. I mean, I'd rather you be safe than you do something stupid and just really terrible. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, throw poop off an interstate at someone. You know? Like, look what happens when they're risky. You know, and I think about that, too, because, like, artists are supposed to be artists and allowed to do what art they want, you know? And I think about this from, like, what was it, 2016, 17, 2017. Katy Perry released her album Witness, and people hated it so much. And as a longtime Katy fan, I didn't really like it either, but it grew on me over time. And I think it's just because it was just so different and she was being more, you know, vocal with her politics and trying a different style of pop. And people were just like, no, we want you to do bubblegum pop. We want you to do this. And it was just kind of like, so why can't we let artists do what they need to do and do the art they want to do? Um, why are we so critical of the art? Which is interesting. Yeah. And that's like what Taylor was saying when she's like, you want just enough flair from me that I give you something shocking, but not too much that I make you feel uncomfortable. But let me just, just everything that I produce for you. (laughs) And she's proud of me because I really listened. I watched the documentary twice. Um, Oh my gosh, that melts my heart. It's so good. I have to because (laughs) you're an expert in like all pop culture. So I was like, I need to really dedicate my time to this. Like, well, not all, because I, I learned about Dave. I didn't know Dave that much before, so. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you to, like, learn about other, like, uh, your organization would never probably ask you to to look into Dave, maybe. No, <laughs> never. Um, unless something, like, crazy happened or, like, somebody died that was, like, if not, like, they probably wouldn't be, like, Dave Matthews band member blah, blah, died. It would probably, like, if Dave Matthews died, they'd be, like, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll cover that because he's, like, the known person in the band. Yeah. We don't typically, like, say that out loud. So, just for, like. No. I mean, that's not happening. It. <laughs> Knocked on <Okay>. the wood. <laughs> so, would you say, okay, I think we should still create a rubric at the end of these to say whether mm-hmm. or not we become a fan. Yes. Or, like, maybe what idol, like, number they get. And I think maybe in time this will come up, but I don't know how to do it now. Right. Well, I guess you can start by saying, are we a fan now? Were we persisted? Yeah. I'm a Taylor like, fan. Oh, sorry. I cut you off a little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> We're just so excited about our new fandoms. <laughs> I'm going to go jam banning, guys. It's going to be good. <laughs> I don't even guess. I'm still not sure what that means, to be honest, but... <laughs> Oh, you'll know. You'll know soon enough. So just for background on everyone that's not watching us live, Dory and I are wearing matching pajamas. Zooming <laughs> each other. Yeah, we did not plan this, but it worked out. <laughs> I changed my outfit when I saw what she was wearing. Um, But yes, I would say I'm a Taylor fan. I honestly will probably listen to Full Floor again tomorrow. Yay. Yeah, I've already yeah. listened to it, like, every day, so. <laughs> I listened to it four times a day it came out. <laughs> I mean, it but, had to be hard. I appreciate the amount of time you were able to give to Dave while this album came out at the oh same my gosh. time. I was, like, bugging. It was, like, I I needed to hear Tay, and 
learn all the lyrics I still don't know them all yet but I'll get there um but mm-hmm. I had fun listening to Dave and you know some songs like snuck up on me like I started listening to it Friday the day the Taylor album came out like I, I said I need a wow. Taylor break let me start on Dave and I was like I was like oh wait I love this because the vibe the, I think it was the stone I think that I really like the vibe of that song like I heard little intricacies and the layering of the music um that's awesome because that's like a more of like an obscure song so that music right. that you're like so I told you, I did listen. I did my homework. <laughs> Yay. Okay, awesome. Yay. The background work was not from um, Dory or me. It was from our audience member, just to reference in case you guys picked that up on the sound. No worries. Um, I don't even know. What are we going to talk about next week? We got to figure that out at some point. We have so know. many ideas where we could really get involved and excited and I know, and I don't, I think in time, like, we'll have more time for the fans to weigh in on what we should cover next, Mm -hmm. but maybe we should have Angie pick what we discuss next, unless you think that the opportunity that we could have would happen next week, maybe we should let that simmer a week so I can try to watch every single episode of that series. (laughs) Oh, gosh. There's so many episodes. I think there's, like, 20 a season, right? (laughs) I, I Really, what there were four seasons. There's twenty a season, but four seasons, like twenty something seasons. Dude, guys, you're being really cryptic. I have literally no plans. We're being really cryptic right now, guys. We'll um, we'll pull you in one day. But exactly, (laughs) Angie says that we should maybe look into Hamilton. Hamilton. I've never seen it actually, but there's such a huge fandom about it. Like people who love Hamilton, like love Hamilton. I've never met someone who watched Hamilton that wasn't my mom, who wasn't obsessed <laughs> with Hamilton. And the only reason she wasn't obsessed is because she didn't understand anything that he said. Because, like, it was hard for her to watch on tape. Well, yeah, now it's on Disney+, Plus, so we could stream it whenever, so that's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, I've never seen Hamilton. I don't know much about it. I don't before know what we, it's about. What is it about? <laughs> Can we do Before we do yeah, Angie will speak to okay, Hamilton. So Hamilton, Hamilton is about Alexander Hamilton and okay. how he was, you know, like his responding with um, being one of the first founding father fathers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really potent for you guys to talk about it, especially how how almost every character is is represented by a person of color, and mm-hmm. except for King George. That's why I would be really hype about you guys talking about this. Interesting. I just saw an article about it. It's a really potent thing, but of course, in light of Black Lives Matter, people are like, oh, should we even be fans of Hamilton? So I think it would honestly be great if you guys tackled that because there's such a fandom. I turned my little brother onto it Mm -hmm. just like two weeks ago, and he's been listening to it nonstop. Okay. I think that's a good idea. I feel like okay. there's an audience there. And I think this is a good idea because I've watched it, but I also had to stop it halfway through. So I think if we both, it's we're, it's new to both of us. So I think it's a good thing to do next. Because we're going to learn something. Together. <laughs> okay, we're going to do it. Hamilton <laughs> is next, guys. All right, we're doing Hamilton, and then just a real quick uh, social plugs. We're on all social media as Idol Nation Pod. We're going to start our our Twitter right now. 
<laughs> You're hearing it live. We're about to make our first tweet, maybe. We also don't have a cover photo yet, so maybe we'll do that first. Yeah, that's that's why it's the hard part, how to think of a cover photo. I know. Well, whatever. We'll make the tweet before we make the cover photo. It might just say yeah. this is our first tweet. Um, so follow us on everything. Give us a review. We have a few sponsors. They're our moms. We'd like more. <laughs> moms rate, review, sub- yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Angie's about to do that, right? 100%. I'm like already there. Why She's aren't the you? biggest fan. She's our biggest fan. <laughs> Everyone who gives us a review from now until our next recording will be entered into a win a prize. And the prize will be a $1 Venmo <laughs> donation straight to your Venmo. We'll make the announcement on the next episode. If I win, can you donate that dollar to Habathon? Yes! yes! <laughs> Love it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been... Are we doing this uh, together? <laughs> oh, she said it up! We're never going to get this. <laughs> it's our second episode. We got it. Okay, ready? Okay. This, this, <laughs> <laughs> I farted <laughs> too. I'm not, I'm not editing that out. I'm not editing it out. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this, to be honest. I'm too tired. You ready? Keep it super dry and candid. I love yes. it. Yes. Okay. This has, has been, been. I don't <laughs> Delay of the video, y'all. That's fine. <laughs> it's We're so not good. All right, Idol Nation. Bye. Devin Alexander. <laughs> yeah. And listen, oh, 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 o